Welcome to our third episode of the Mission Family Podcast. My name is Brandon Sarig, and I'll be the host today. And we have a guest today, Michael Prasad, who works with me here at Life Mission Church, as well as owns his own company, uh, helping churches identify their vision, their values, and creating branding um, for that local church. So welcome, Michael. Glad to have you here on the podcast. I'm thrilled to be here. I love parenting, and I'm a dad, so I love to just kind of geek out about parenting stuff. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, What we believe here with this podcast is that healthy families never happen by accident. They happen on purpose. And we want to help equip you as families to create healthy family. So we want to encourage you to join our Mission Family Facebook group, which you can find through our website as well as through our Life Mission uh, Facebook page as well. And we just want to encourage you as parents and how to do better. Yeah, I I, uh, I love resources like this. Uh, I always feel like I need some help uh, as a parent. I've got four kids. Um, you've got how many kids? Um, actually, we have three kids right now, but big announcement. We have baby number four on the way. Oh, check that out. Hey, fresh announcement right here on the podcast. Brandon's uh, expecting. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard that like going from two kids to three kids is like we're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's it like going from three to four? Yeah, um, that is we are, we're about 90 days in, into it. So right now we're just drowning. That's, that's, that's a really good way to put it. Um, For all the parents out there that feel like you're drowning, welcome. A normal parent. <laughs> yes. Uh, so three boys, a little girl, and it's just we're tr- we're tr- we're trying to figure out what what is normal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyways, every month we want to answer some questions before we jump right in. Um, so one of the questions that we got this last month on Facebook is, what are some tips for parenting teenagers? And uh, I've been a pastor of teenagers for well over a decade now. And love it, but I've never parented a teenager. So I've been walking with parents and walking with teenagers, and I've learned some things from the pastor's perspective that I would love to encourage you in. Uh, One is your teenager needs you to be a parent and not just a friend. They have friends. They need a parent. They need a guide. They need someone that can love them through the difficulty of adolescence, and that means that you're going to be there to support them and encourage them, and you're going to tell them that they can do it, but you're also going to correct them and discipline them because they need that too. Um, Second is that privileges are earned in life. They're not just given, and they need to learn that those privileges can be taken away, but they can also be enhanced, and I think great parenting of teenagers is a great balance of those two. And the third one is this. This one's really practical. Um, have your teenager charge their phone in your room. That you should, they shouldn't have their phone after 10 o'clock because when you look at their text messages, their social media feed, the videos they create or watch, after 10 p.m., it, it totally changes. You almost have a different teenager at 10 p.m. Have them charge their phone in your room. You should have access to their social media, to their um, texting. Because um, privacy is a privilege, and they're learning to relationships right now, and they're just going to need your help. Yeah, yeah I love uh, looking ahead a little bit. I'm about six or seven years from uh, teenagers. Um, so my world right now is all about like getting stuff for kids all the time. That's, that's kind of where I live. But uh, hopefully, uh, man, that, that last tip about uh, charging the phone, hopefully they still have like chargers and stuff back in, in seven years. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll have to do news. right now you have to charge tip. every night. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, in seven years, man, Tesla's going to take over the world and you don't have to charge stuff. It'll be awesome. It will be awesome. We'll have to find new boundaries then. Yeah. <laughs> so this month on the podcast, we're going to talk about how do, you, how do you pray for your kids? I think it's a question that every parent goes through at some point. Um, 
What about you, Michael? What are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, just about praying. <laughs> yeah, praying with your kids, praying for your kids. Like, I think as parents, it's this hard. Like, it's not easy. Yeah, so praying for your kids is something that we've struggled with. Again, I we have these young kids, and it's hard. Like, from day to day, we're just... Um, trying to chase them down and, and do stuff like that. And so, literally chase them down. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. That's what it like, is. Like, could you use some clothes on? <laughs> right. Why are we still in our underwear? <laughs> so it's been hard. Like, we, we've been trying to figure out what is a good rhythm, how do we pray for with our kids together. Um, I'll get up early and I'll pray over my family. That's kind of what I do. Um, but when the kids are awake and moving around, it, it gets really hard to figure out a good rhythm for that. So we're still in process trying to figure out what does that look like. I, when I grew up, um, at our house, we always just prayed around dinner. But it was like the only time that you'd really pray. So like, I grew up as a little kid thinking like, God, wow, you really care a lot about food. And <laughs> that's where you pray. Like, So I didn't grow up praying with my parents. I didn't grow up praying myself. I, I didn't really understand prayer. Um, and so now as a parent, praying for my kids, I have a value. But sometimes it's not easy to know what, what am I supposed to do when I'm here. I think a lot of parents feel that way. I think that... Um, parents want to do the best that they can, but they don't know how to do it. They feel inadequate. And I, I know as a dad, often I feel inadequate. I feel like, wow, how can I parent three and now it's soon to be four kids? How can I do that well? Yeah, I, uh, I, we, we try to pray at night. I say try because uh, what happens is that we, I get so tired. Like for me personally, like I'm really tired. Uh, by the time we put the kids down to bed and they're all laying down and ready, ready to sleep, and uh, the best I can get out is just really short, simple prayers. And uh, honestly, that's kind of where we are. That's what it looks like right now. Now, from time to time, I'll, I'll have a moment where I, I try to pray with my kids. Like one of the things I love to do is try to get one-on-ones with my, my older kids. Uh, so six-year-old and three-year-old, I take them to McDonald's in the morning. And we'll just sit down for a little bit and just have a conversation, whatever that looks like at three yeah. years old. <laughs> um, and I'll pray over them. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a moment where I can do that. I try to do that once a week as much as I can. Uh, but that's worked. That's probably the best thing that's worked. It got some good traction for me right now. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that intimidates us as parents is we go to church and we hear professionals pray. And they've got these long, eloquent churchy prayers. They're great prayers. I'm not discrediting those prayers at all, but but as a parent, it's like, I can't pray like that. So then we feel like we shouldn't pray because we can't pray like that. We don't know how to pray like that, so we just feel stuck. And today I just want to talk about how, how do you do prayer well for your kids? Where's the beginning place and how do you do this? And, and I just want to share a couple stories, um, if that's all right. Oh, Jesus gave this illustration of prayer, and he uses this really hilarious way to do it. He, he talks about a nagging widow, that there is this widow who's been given this great injustice and she wants justice. So she goes to the judge and says, give me justice. And she goes day after day after day and she nags him. And Jesus says, you should pray like the nagging widow. And it's, it's interesting that that's the story of all the stories that Jesus could have created to encourage us to pray. He chooses the story of a nagging widow. And I think the idea was he just wants people to be consistent in the place of prayer. That we don't have a judge that's annoyed by us, but we have a loving father who is hoping that we come to him consistently to create a picture. And one of my favorite authors, Mark Batterson, he, he creates this quote um, around this idea of consistent prayer. It's this, it's, 
Prayer turns ordinary parents, parents like, like you, like me, like Michael, he turns ordinary parents into prophets um, who shape the destinies of their children, their grandchildren, and every generation that follows. And, and the more I've studied prayer and the more that I've seen the effects of prayer, I've realized that this really is true, that, that it's when normal people pray um, to an extraordinary God, uh, God does extraordinary things in the lives of their children, and because God's so great, those same prayers actually like echo into the next generation and the generations that follow. That prayer is so important, which is why we're doing this podcast this month. Anyways, is prayer matters. Like it's the most important thing. In fact, if you take one thing away from this podcast, is this is one of the greatest gifts you will give your kids is to pray circles around them. You know, Brandon, one of the biggest things I'm learning right now, uh, especially in this new season with a new baby, uh, three months old in, in our mix, and all my kids are younger, um, six, three, two, and newborn. So, I mean, we uh, prayer is something that doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, right now, for us, it can't be complicated. So the fact that we're still figuring things out, like, what does this look like for us? Yeah. It's okay. Like, I, I feel like there's some parents out there where, you know, you might put so much pressure on yourself to try to get this right. But really what we're learning is like, hey, we just need to be consistent. We just have to do something. We, we just have to pray over our kids in, in some way. And sometimes that looks awesome. Like at McDonald's when I have time to actually sit down and look at my, my six-year-old eye to eye and he's asking questions. I'm like, hey, let's pray about that. It's this great, huge, connective moment that's like mind-blowing. And as a dad, I'm like, man, I should get a medal for this right now. <laughs> But sometimes it's bedtime and I'm chasing this, this little one down and all I can do is like repeat a simple prayer that I've prayed a hundred times because it's just a memorized prayer that I've done and that's all it is for that day. You know what? It's okay. And that's what I'm learning. Like it's, it's okay. As long as, as long as I'm trying to keep a habit in place, a prayer in my family, it, it'll work out and it, it'll be okay. I think that's, I have a story that kind of supports what you're talking about. I mentioned about a minute ago about praying a circle. And I don't think many people know what I'm talking about with praying a circle. Uh, it's a story that comes right before Jesus was born. Jerusalem was in a major drought. And there was this local rabbi who lived just outside of Jerusalem. And in the midst of it, like, it was so dangerous that there wasn't much water in the well. The cisterns were dried up. Um, water was scarce. And when water is scarce in a climate like that, water's everything. Everyone's praying for rain. And this rabbi, this teacher, named Honey, he goes outside of the city and he takes his staff and he draws a circle in the sand. Just so he draws a circle. And he sits in the middle of the circle and he tells God, God, I'm not moving until it rains. And the city's kind of gathered around Honey. Like, what an audacious prayer. Like, God, I'm not leaving the circle until it rains. He's not doing this in the rainy season. It's in the middle of a drought. Like, he could be there a while. But I think that the reason that this story becomes eventually a legend is as he's sitting in the circle and he's made this prayer and everyone's watching, God loves this audacious prayer and it starts to sprinkle. And when it starts to sprinkle, people are like excited. People are like, oh my, look what God did because Honey prayed. And Honey says, no, 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 no. Not, not a sprinkle. That's not the kind of rain that I'm praying for. God, would the heavens open and would it pour down rain? 
And when he prays this second prayer, it says the rain starts falling so hard that every raindrop is about the size of an egg, which in this area is dangerous. Like, it's not like where we live and water gets absorbed in the earth. Water stays on the surface of the earth, which means flooding happens everywhere. And people start running away because now it's become dangerous. Like, this has become a dangerous prayer. And Honey prays again and says, no, 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 no. Not a dangerous prayer, a prayer that would soak, a prayer that would fill the wells, that would fill the cisterns, a prayer that would cause crops to grow in this land again, a prayer of blessing. And and the rain comes down, it soaks, the, the drought is over with this rain and the rains that follow it. And this legend of the circle maker, Honey the circle maker, begins. And I think that when we live in consistent prayer, we become like Honey the circle maker, that we just pray a circle around ourselves and we say, God... The greatest gift I'm going to give my kids is to pray these circles around them. And we want to do it in a consistent way. So we just want to help you today in creating a consistent prayer for your kids. That's so good. You, you know, as you were talking, I, um, with my, my own kids, my own family, we, we created a prayer that, that's something we, we all repeat. Um, so this is my, you know, if I don't have time and things are going cra- crazy, I have a simple prayer that I can I can pray over them, and it's just it's just based on scriptures and um, kind of my personal journey, my wife, yeah. my kids, where we want to go, that type of thing. And, and so it goes like this: It says, "I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I'm favored, not denied. I can do all things through Jesus who gives me strength. I am strong and courageous. I am not afraid because Jesus is with me." So all my kids, uh, well, I'd say the older kids, my six-year-old, my three-year-old, they know that. Like they know that prayer. And my other kids, like even my little tiny baby, they've heard that prayer. Mm-hmm. And so we've just developed this, this prayer that's our family prayer. And I, could, I can ask my kid, hey, uh, can you say our prayer? Can you, can you say, say that? And, and my, the ones that can speak and talk, they can do it. Even my two-year-old, who can barely talk, uh, he can say lines of that prayer. Like if I, if I led him, like he could actually say uh, some of those lines by, by, them, by himself. I love it. You're, you're building... A culture of prayer in your family. And I think it's important for our kids to see even the power of prayer. And so you shared with me a story about one of your sons and how he personally experienced the power of him praying because he's watched you do it. Can you share that story with us today? So I was headed to the airport and I had a flight to catch. And um, the traffic was, uh, it just all of a sudden went to a standstill and nobody was moving anywhere. So, so I, I called my wife and I was like, can you, can you just look up the traffic, see what's up? Because I think I'm going to miss my flight. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no other flights, no other options for the rest of the couple of days out or something. Um, I was to the point where I was thinking about swerving over onto the shoulder and driving backwards to like the, the ramp that I just passed. Um, so uh, I was on. I, I just hung up my phone and um, after talking with my wife, uh, so so Melissa, you know, she she must have said something. But um, about a minute later, the the cars moved. Like they started moving out of nowhere and I couldn't see anything that has changed up ahead of me. Uh, so I called Melissa back and I was like, hey, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it to my flight. And uh, she, I heard this screaming in the background and uh, it was my six-year-old son and he's going, woohoo, woohoo. And uh, she told me that right when I hung up the phone the first time, he, uh, he prayed. Like he just stopped and he prayed. He's like, he, with his own, his own voice, his own prayer. And uh, sure enough, about 60 seconds later, I called back. And the cars are moving. So it was a really cool story where he got to experience the power of prayer for himself. It was his idea. And um, God had me delayed that day for, for a reason. That's awesome. 
And again, that's why one of the greatest gifts you'll ever give your kids is to pray circles around them. And when they watch you pray these circles, it just, it's powerful. So the question is, how do you do this? Um, and we just want to give you some really practical ways for you to do it, like really simple. So the first thing we want to encourage you to do is to pick a time and a place. Um, pick a time and a place that's realistic. Like if you're not a morning person, don't pick 5 a.m. Because you're probably not going to get up at 5 a.m. And if you do, your attitude in prayer will be horrible. Um, if you're not a night person, like don't pick 10 p.m. Like pick a time when you're actually going to be available. Pick a place that, that works for you. It's so, like for me, it's I am a morning person. So for me, it's the morning. I, I go sit in the same place on the couch and I've got my coffee there and it's coffee and prayer. It's a great combination for me <laughs> and it creates a consistency. So you just need to find what works for you. There's not a right way to do it. Find what works for you. Uh, the second thing is to create a plan. Like Michael shared about the plan that he has. He's got this prayer that you even said like has become like a chant for your boys. Like yeah. it's become a culture of like we're going to live. This is who we are because we believe that God works and God works through prayer. And we just want to encourage you to get a plan. Get your plan. It doesn't have to be exactly like Michael's. I'm going to share my plan in a couple minutes and it doesn't have to be like mine. In fact, ours are a little bit different. I think that's a really great thing yeah. that they don't have to be the same. You need to find what works for you and works for your family. Uh, so write a plan, and th that plan should include a few things. One is that God does have promises for your kids, and we try to share on our Mission Family Facebook group some of those promises, and every week we're going to share a promise that God has with you. Um, pray over their future and over their present. Um, God has a plan for your kids, and God wants to reveal to you and to your kid what that plan is, but pray for that and pray towards that. Uh, and the third one is this, is that there are some specifics to where they are right now, that I just encourage you to pray in, that maybe your kid is in uh, a struggling season or just a learning season, and just pray that God would do what he wants to do, that God can use even the trials and the pain that your kid goes through to teach them things, to build character in them, to build faith in them, and to pray right where they're at. So uh, I just want to model real quick, like, here, here's what I do. Uh, so in the mornings, uh, I pray over my son Levi. He's my oldest. And he's often not in the room when I pray because he's not a morning person. And, and here's what I pray over my son. I pray, God, I pray that Levi would know you, not just know about you, not just know the things that he's learned at, at church, which are good and valuable and I love, but I pray that he would know you. And, and God, I pray that my son would find freedom, that the things in my past and the things in my family and the things of my wife's family of origin, that, that he would be the first generation that doesn't struggle with these things. He would find freedom. I pray that my son would discover his God-given purpose and that you create him, God, for a reason and, and with purpose and for a purpose. And I pray that you'd reveal that purpose to him. He wouldn't just go to do a J-O-B or try to make money. He would feel what you've destined him to do. And God, I pray that the plan that you have made, the purpose that you've put in his heart, I pray that he would make a difference in this earth. And, and after I prayed that, I pray, God, I pray for his wife because one of the most important decisions my son's ever going to make is who he's going to marry. And I pray, God, I pray your blessing on her, that I pray that she would be a woman who follows you all of her days, that he would be a blessing to her. And I just pray those things over him every single day. That's, that's this dad praying a circle around his son. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, in fact, I might, I might, I'll probably go ahead and borrow that. I love the structure of like, hey, um, of what you're providing there, uh, just to hit the different areas of, of their lives. And I love the idea of praying for their spouse. Like, how cool is that? You're thinking that far ahead. You know, one of the things I do as a as part of my job is I create plans. Uh, you know, that's kind of what I branding and all that stuff. It's just basically creating a plan to help uh, help get you where you want to go. 
So uh, for, for fun, I was like, well, I should probably do this for my family. Like, what is it ultimately that I'm trying to create with my family? What, what do I want for them? What, is, what does God have to say about my kids, my spouse, myself? And then how do I create a brand around that? So, you know, in my own way, I'm, I'm just doing what you said. I'm writing down what is it that uh, I want to create for my family, uh, that God wants to create through me as a father, as a parent, uh, with my family, with my boys, my, my new daughter that I have. And then I, um, anyway, so I have that in front of me. I put some scriptures around it um, that support it. Um, one, of the, one of the things that, um, that I put on there just fairly recently is uh, that we want to be gritty. And, and it came from a book that I read um, about be, grit, the, this idea of grit. Basically, you do hard things and you finish it. And so that's something I just recently, I kind of added into that list. Of that's, that's part of our DNA uh, as, a, as a family. We're gritty. We do hard things and we finish it. You know, we, we learn instruments, we learn how to play them. We, we uh, start businesses. We, you know, even as they get older, you know, um, that's, I want them to have that mentality. So even like years and years and years from now, when they, when they get there, I, I just want to have that prayer in place so that they can really step into that and God can do something really cool. That's awesome. I love that. And one of the tensions I feel as, as a dad is sometimes me and my wife's timeline, as far as when we can pray, they line up, but um, we have a one-year-old right now, and sometimes her coming together and praying with me, it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, sometimes in the mornings, our kids are up, and we literally are chasing them around the house trying to just get their clothes on and get them fed so we can get them to school and doing their stuff so we can get them home. And it, was, it, it just becomes hard. So I just want to encourage you, if, if you are married, um, when it works for you to pray with your spouse, great. If it, if it doesn't work out in a certain season or some days it works and some days that's, that's okay. But sometimes it is powerful to come together, you and your spouse, and pray. And, and I think some of you are listening to this podcast you're like, but, but what about me? I'm, I'm not married. Um, I just want to encourage you, if you're single, uh, God's going to meet you, and God loves your kids, and God hears your prayers, and I know it's hard to do it alone, and you feel alone a lot, and I'm sorry. That was never God's plan, was for you to feel like you're doing this alone. I just want to encourage you, you're not alone, that God hears your prayers, God's going to help you, he's going to resource you, and that's one of the reasons why are doing this. In fact, Michael, isn't that a little bit of your story too with yeah. single parent? I was uh, yeah, part of a single parent home growing up. It was myself, my brother, my sister, and my mom. And we grew up that way. And uh, my mom was very busy, you know, basically uh, just trying to help us make it. You know, she'd go work and uh, come home and make food and all this. But one of the greatest memories I have is our times of prayer. Yeah. Like we, we would sit down uh, usually around 9 or 10 o'clock at night before bedtime and um, we would sit down and we, we would pray. And, and it, it wouldn't always be pretty, you know. It wouldn't always be like everybody's sitting down and it's all formal and everything. Sometimes we're laying or rolling or doing something. And um, But I remember my mom always doing that, though. Like uh, she would pray over us and then we'd pray some simple prayer. Um, sometimes it was longer. Sometimes it was shorter. But we just did it every single night. And, and even today, like I can remember some of the words she would pray over us. And, and I, I use those words. Like that's, part of, that's part of what I, I pray. Um, so I think if, if you are a single mom or a single parent, dad, uh, that's out there, don't give up. I mean, that stuff matters. It, it really makes a difference. It gets into the hearts of your kids, even if you don't think so, even if it doesn't look like it. It, it really does make an impact. It'll stay with them, 
And those prayers truly are powerful prayers that, that really make a difference in, in my life. I'm so glad she prayed over me when I was younger because I truly believe it, it's made a huge difference in, in who I am today. Yeah, and I think some of you are married and you might even have a spouse where um, either they're not interested or they're not a believer um, and you wish that they would have more of a, a spiritual world and development of your kids, but they're just not there yet. And I just want to encourage you, you're not going to argue them into this role. You're not going to convince them into this role. I just want to encourage you to pray for them, to pray some circles around them. Pray. Maybe you need to pray for their salvation. Maybe you just need to pray that God would bring the right person in their life that could help encourage them to want to grow. Um, but but if you do have that spouse that's not super interested and they do come to pray, encourage them. Even, even if it's a simple prayer, like even if they just came and prayed over dinner for the first time, like that's that's powerful like just encourage them don't remind them who they aren't remind them who they are and just be a source of encouragement because um though jesus encouraged the nagging widow with uh with approaching the father he wasn't encouraging you to nag your spouse because that's not ever <laughs> going to get you the results that you're looking for um just pray for them pray for them pray for them pray for them because your prayers are powerful and god is listening and god wants your spouse to become who he designed them to be and prayer matters pray some circles around them so i want to wrap this up a little bit um one of the greatest gifts that we'll ever give our kids is to pray circles around them yeah i uh man that's something that i i really uh try to do as a dad and i think it's something that you have to really work at like what, what are you praying towards i think your point about just what, what are the futures that you want that god wants for them um and then being able to figure that out it really helps you to pray that, those circles around them uh, i remember reading that book too the the uh, by mark batterson yeah and the idea that it's it's bold prayers you know um i would encourage you if you're praying circles around your kids think big because because yeah. god's big you know uh, and I think the, the idea of like the friendships and relationships that they're going to have, that's so key. If it's not part of your prayers for your kids, like you, you really need to include that in there because it's going to really shape who they are and who they become. That they have good friends, a great spouse when it becomes time for that. Um, that's, that's a huge part of the circle that you should be praying around your kids. Yeah, so I have a challenge for you, and it's a really simple challenge. Go pray. Like, just go and do it. Um, Speak life over your kids when you go and pray. Don't speak death. Like, there are some prayers in the Bible you shouldn't pray. Yeah, there's some verses that, like, that's a crazy thing that for a pastor to say. There are some things in the Bible you shouldn't pray over your kids. Like, there's this place where David, um, he prays over his enemies. He says, God, would you break their teeth? Um, our words have life and death in them. And I just want to encourage you, speak life over your kids. Um, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be eloquent. Just be consistent and pray on purpose. Because um, healthy families never happen by accident, they happen on purpose. So we want to give you a couple resources today. Uh, resources, I think, make a big difference in helping you take some of those first steps. So one, we want to include a worksheet with this podcast that you can download either right there on YouTube or from our Mission Family Facebook group. Uh, second is to pray God's Word. Get in the Scripture. If you don't know where to begin in the Scripture, just begin with the words in red in the New Testament. Begin with the things that Jesus said. It's a great place to begin. Uh, and pray those promises. Third is um, Praying Circles Around Your Kid by Mark Batterson. We mentioned his book, uh, The Circle Maker. It's also a great book about prayer. But it's just a great resource for praying circles around your children. So that's available on, on Amazon. We'll include it in the worksheet as well um, for you to have as a resource. And, and last is a Facebook group. 
And we're learning this right now. How do, how do we better equip you as parents in Facebook? So, Michael, could you share with us a little bit about how we as parents can, can use this Facebook group to, to help us get better as parents? Yeah, it's a great online community where you just get to engage with people that are in the same boat you are. So whether, uh, whether you have young kids like I do or you have older teenagers, uh, there's people in the group that you can kind of have conversations with and share crazy stories with. Um, so I think it's a great, uh, great thing. You could basically look for Mission Family Podcast uh, on Facebook, and then you can find it and request to just be a part of that group. The great thing about a group, too, is that we can be pretty honest. Uh, it's not like a public group. It's, it's a conversation where we can ask questions and say, hey, I don't know. Like, do you have any advice? Do you have any tips? Uh, how, many how many times have we um, had that come up, whether in a serious context or maybe a not-so-serious context? <laughs> I remember one time, one of my kids ate their poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, That's a bad day. Yeah, right. So I have no young, idea. What, if you ask me a question, <laughs> what do you do in this situation? I don't know. So one of the first things that Melissa, my wife, did uh, uh, was look at, hey, did this, has anybody, has this ever happened to anybody before? And she got a great answer that put us all at ease that, hey, this happens. <laughs> so sometimes it's just great to be part of a community. <laughs> Where you don't feel alone. Why am I the only parent this happens to? Right. Uh, and that's really the power of what's going on. So if you, if you want to be a part of that group, just look for it on Facebook. You can go to our the, the church website as well, lifemission.church/family, and you can have access to the group there as well. Yeah. And speaking of the group, we want to encourage you to keep asking questions. We want to answer your questions in the podcast to come. Um, but here's what we believe. Healthy families never happen by accident. They happen on purpose. So thank you, Michael, for joining us on this month's podcast. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Thanks for joining us today.